This is Big Business with Sarah. This podcast guides you to finding what you desire most in life and business. Because running a business is very much about your personal development. In this podcast, I'm sharing what my clients ask me and how I help them. Thanks for joining. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad to share this story with me with you. The client that was coming to me was telling me, Sarah, I'm working with someone and I actually regret it. And I think at some point in your career, you're you have probably gone through this and maybe you're don't have this problem anymore, but maybe you do. And also I want to kind of invite you to be honest to yourself here. If you are actually working with clients that give you energy and that love you for you, actually. <laughs> so that's what this podcast is about. And I'm going to help you what you can do to feel better about it and what to do about it. So one of my clients, she is doing several projects and working with different clients. But this one project in particular is more draining to her than ever. She really doesn't like to work for the project not aligned with what she believe, believes in and the quality um, isn't and will never be the way she wants it to be. But because she's working in a group, she can't really influence the entire outcome of the project. She's met someone, and this was a nice story because she told me this, she's met someone who once told her that even if it's a pro project for a big business or a small business, it doesn't matter. I'll make sure my share is my quality and my client wants to step into this beautiful and superior role. So she's very inspired by this one person telling her that, that it doesn't really matter, you know, what kind of project or what kind of client you're working for. You're just going to give it your all and also realize that, you know, if your responsibility stops, it also stops. So... She asked me and the other people in the mastermind how to get her spirits up <laughs> and um, even if she feels it will go down immediately and, you know, she is aware that she should have, you know, she shouldn't have said yes to this, um, but yeah, she just wanted to know how to work on this. So there were many different responses coming in. Uh, from me and the other clients because the mastermind is very much also about co-coaching each other. The reason why I'm doing that is because if you're coaching someone else or if you're giving advice to someone else, you're actually learning more. You know, you probably know this, you know, when you're hearing something, you learn 10%. When you write things down, you learn 25%. And when you teach someone something, 80%. These percentages, they are not correct. <laughs> I don't know exactly what the percentages are, but I do know that you uh, learn more once you are giving the information. So the first thing we discussed was the beginning. So yeah, okay, she realized this, but we wanted to get into this anyway. Why take on a project to begin with? <laughs> And you know, to help her with her future decision-making, I suggested her to make a list of non-negotiables kind of a list of terms, a list of what every project should entail to never ever have to feel this way. And, you know, she could start right away actually with making that list because actually it might empower her, you know, like never again. And she actually replied with a great response. And if you know me, you know that I really like this response. Uh, namely, she talks about an episode of the Super Soul 
Conversations Oprah podcast called Whispers. I will put it in the show note for you, show notes for you because I want to inspire you as well as my listener. Listener. And actually, I hadn't listened to this episode before. And, you know, her podcast is just a gift that keeps on giving. So I was very happy with this suggestion. Sometimes I don't like every episode, but this one was really good. And the episode is about that you might think that you suddenly lose your job. You are suddenly in a spat with your partner. A client, client suddenly turns against you. But it's not that sudden, you know, you just not did not hear the whispers. And I love that so much, that, that word as well. And in the podcast episode, Oprah shares different snippets from interviews she's done about how we and she could miss that. And the answer is, you know, if I'm listening to, the, to that episode correctly, is that most people are turning themselves from the truth. And... One of the things that I also recognize is that it sometimes feels harder to listen to the whisper saying, this job is not good for you, this partner does not work for you, this client is not right for you. But it's actually harder not to listen to the whis whispers. But, you know, always, you know, there's always a difference between actually, you know, stepping it up and um, or staying in your comfort zone also you can call it so 34 episodes ago in episode 24 of this pot my podcast I'm sharing my view on this and I called it taking radical responsibility for your life and business and how I did that a couple of years ago and how it completely has set me free yes it's hard work but there will come so much more out of it and of course, and I'm also mentioning that in the episode, there are exceptions. Some people need help immediately. I'm not saying that if someone is in a bad situation, being outcast, being discriminated on, that they should take their own responsibility. But I do know <laughs> there is actually a large group of people who, took, who could take more responsibility for their lives. And, you know, if this triggers you, and if you agree with me, no, even better... <laughs> I suggest you listen to the episode to find out because this probably is a whisper that you had to hear. <laughs> so creating the list of non-negotiables is step one. So step two is to step into that person she looks up to, right? So the one that I mentioned in the beginning of the episode who said, you know, small business, big business doesn't matter. I'm always, you know, giving my all and how can she empower, emp sorry, embody that powerful philosophy, philosophy, sorry, <laughs> empower that philosophy of being her best at every level? So by creating a distance between yourself and the project, by looking at yourself and the others in the projects from a bird's eye view and perspective, you are detaching yourself from the outcome. So... Even if a day is a little bit too much, you know it doesn't overwhelm you because you decided it wasn't gonna. And this is really high-level mindset work, by the way. This takes practice. But if you're not starting to practice, you will never learn and, you know, you will never, you know, get ahead and, you know, actually really only work with those fun clients. So I asked her to play with this the upcoming week and just to see what happens. 
And the third advice that comes from one of my clients in the mastermind, saying that she should celebrate once the project is over. And I really love that advice, actually. Yes, sometimes, uh, well, you will always celebrate your wins, uh, but sometimes you can also celebrate something which is less and less likely to come your way. And if you're having those really, really small wins and you know realizations in your business and life, you are you know appreciating it more. Um, and also because by listening to this episode, you are deciding, deciding already that you want to do things from another perspective and to see what works best for you. So one of the experts in the Oprah show, show is Wes Moore, you know, of that podcast. And he talks about uh, to her about how difficult it actually is to figure out what you want, <laughs> right? So what is your calling? Um, and he answers with that, um, that he's asked himself, how do I know exactly what is my calling? What am I meant to do in life? And the way and the reason that he knew was because he said to himself, I'm going to work on this no matter what. And I agree. I disagree with every business coach who just says that you need to be where your ideal client is. No, it starts with you, your inner power, your inner belief, and that it will never, ever tire you because you know that you love it no matter what. And if you're not, you're going to look for it. I want to challenge you today to look for it, to see if it, and to be really, really honest with yourself, because this is hard, this is difficult. Not many people in the world actually know exactly what they want. I think about 80 people, 80, sorry, 80% 80 of the people, no, I'm not really sure, but they actually are looking kind of at another job. So what does that say about what they're currently in? I'm not really sure if it's 80%, by the way, but I know that there are actually a lot of people not very happy with their job or maybe also with their business. There's not many research on that. So, you know, the reason why this is important is because that if you like something, you're going to put all your energy in it and it's going to be nice. It's going to be, you know, people, you're going to be attractive. People want to work with you. And, you know, then if you found it, um, you're going to look for a way to make money. Because, of course, you need money to survive. And if you want, you can hire someone who can help you figure out how you can make that money. For instance, a business coach. Or maybe you're going to talk to people about this. Um, and, you know, the earlier you get that help, that support the faster it will go. So if you have all the time in the world, don't bother. <laughs> but if you do want to rush it a little bit, I would suggest you do that. And now it's time for one of your questions. Sarah, it's Taylor. Um, yeah, I've got a quick question along the lines of, I have two separate entities, right? On one end, I'm a studio owner brand developer, all the things, growing an agency, um, essentially. And on the other half, on the other side, rather, I'm a fancy reviewer and a reader. So two very kind of like separate entities, right? Um, yeah, and I was wondering, how would you approach blending these together in a way and kind of blending that personal brand together just that little bit more without it being like 
hey, <laughs> you know, because um, a lot of the time I do interact with authors through, you know, your main social accounts, which are actually the agency accounts rather than the, the viewer accounts and things like that. So it's all a melding pot mess. How can one actually meld these together in a way where they're separate, but they're still kind of like slightly together? Thank you so much, Taylor, from Down Under and sharing your question. And I love this question, actually, because I think this happens to many people, right? They don't have just one specialization, uh, but multiple, maybe also passions. And I see that for you, too. So the thing, thing I'm teaching my clients is that they are themselves, all of them, and also my non-clients are a very unique package. So thinking that someone else, for instance, you know, your competition is a photographer showing their work doesn't mean that you don't have to show your work. Everyone is unique. And that's why I love content creators so much because they've realized that that's how they're going to stand out from the, cr from the crowd. And actually today I have prepared this for this episode a, a while ago, but I you know, want to kind of sweep this example in is that one of my clients wants to create video content for her clients, you know, additional to what she's helping them, you know, in, in her work that she's doing. And she wants to add some video trainings just to help her clients. But then she said to me, yeah, but should I actually do that? Because all this information is available online for free. And I'm like, yes, but not everybody wants to get free stuff, right? They want it from you because they want to work from you, work with you. And they want to hear it from you. And they want your opinion and your view. So, and, you know, realizing that you are unique and that you are a unique package um, is actually gold in your business. So... Taylor, for you, one of the methods I use to help my clients with this is to imagine your product suite is a product tree. So you're the trunk, you're fed by the soil, and your branches are different products and services. And maybe those branches already have leaves. I know that it's summer in Australia right now, so you know, probably they probably do. And, you know, maybe they're palm trees instead of the boring trees that we have here. I'm not really sure. <laughs> so once you're drawing that, what could be your product tree? Which branches can you add to your tree? So I can imagine, you know, that you're um, also in your product suite. Um, you're also going to add some things which are a little bit of a crossover and that will help your brand. So. And I'm seeing Taylor's content and I'm thinking, yes, you are already doing that. You are, your content is already speaking about this. So how can you integrate that more in your messaging to your prospects and your clients by creating more that, you know, of, you know, products, services, whatever that people can buy from you? Try to figure out who is your ideal client and they might actually have the same interests as you. And you can start a conversation with those who are responding to both of your messaging. And it's actually very nice. Maybe you're already doing that. I'm not really sure. But to kind of merge your two passions together. And I'm seeing you already do that in your content, but specifically also in your product suite, or as I'm calling it, product tree. 
And I want to invite you to draw this, you know, on a piece of paper, really, you know, you know, imagine you're, you're the tree, you're the trunk, and you know, your branches is everything that you are offering. And I want to wish you very best of luck with that, and please let me know how it's going. Now I have a question for you. So my question for you today is to create that list of terms terms that your clients or the projects that you're working on uh, needs to be in. So what are your requirements for your clients? Are those people that are, you know, a big fan of you or maybe they don't know you because maybe there's not a lot of touch points? Uh, maybe you can make different requirements for each project. So for instance, if somebody is just buying your ebook, I mean, it doesn't really, really matter who they are, obviously. But if you're working with someone for one year, one-on-one, -on -one, yeah, it does actually matter. So, and also try to write down for your project, what do you stand for? What is important to you? What is the messaging that you want to bring out into the world? And I think once you know this, you will actually be able to attract the clients that you want, attract the projects that you want, and attract, you know, what you um, you know, want to change in the world because that's what you are a business owner for. So good luck with this. <laughs> Make your homework. I know that Julia, the one who, who asked the question last week, she told me that she was doing the homework every week. <laughs> and I really like that. And of course, that's, that's what the episode is for. Actually, also last week was my um, one year anniversary and I did get so many, so many great messages actually and if you're listening to this and you like this, then you would re really help me with uh, sharing the podcast, but also maybe put in a question. You know, maybe you do have a question that I can answer on air and I would love to help you, obviously. Um, and maybe you also like to think about, you know, the question that you have, because that also helps you sharpen your business minds. Thank you for listening to Big Business with Sarah. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a five-star review and hit subscribe. If you're ready for your next step in business, you can find out how to work with me in the show notes. Do not forget to submit your coaching question for one of my next episodes. Have a happy day.